Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. When it comes to dolls, you either love them, think they're creepy, or you're indifferent. Fortunately for Allison Williams, she falls into the latter category because she is quite literally the perfect person to star in a film like Megan about a realistic robot doll that is supposed to be a child's best friend, but turns out to be everybody's worst enemy. Williams plays Gemma, Megan's creator, who suddenly is forced to care for her niece after her sister's untimely death. While the film is scary, it's also funny, surprisingly funny. It opens with an absurd yet realistic toy commercial and features wild moments like Megan suddenly breaking into song in very tense moments and you just they're just awkward in that moment. And of course, there's the dance. You know, it's the one that went viral the second the trailer dropped. Everyone was talking about it. If you don't know about it, Google it, watch the trailer. We talk about it on this episode with Allison Williams, so like you can just wait for that too. It's it just was everyone was talking about it. It's just so weird. The film is so weird and so funny and yet also terrifying. It's great. In my opinion, it's a perfect combination of everything that is fun about a movie. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back with Allison Williams to talk about her new film, Megan. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I loved this movie. I I mean, I've, I've been a fan of yours for years, but I loved this movie and I was so surprised by it and... Like, I don't know, how do you feel about, because when the dance and when the trailer came out, mm-hmm. like literally gay Twitter, <laughs> Twitter in general, but gay Twitter exploded so much so that I feel like this is this dance is going to be on Drag Race someday. Like, it's oh my going God, to be. I would be so thrilled. It was the most, <laughs> it was the most, like, it was the most exciting day. Honestly, it was so great. We were, we were so uh, determined to introduce Megan to the world and get it right and try to like make sure that we conveyed her vibe and her the way she is iconic to us and try to translate that and make sure other people understood it but there's no guarantee that that that's going to come through there's no guarantee that people are going to like connect with it and get it in that way and so when people started interacting with it making memes dressing up like her for halloween like putting her dance to other music we were just like this is better than we could have dreamed of it was so exciting and we thought at very least people get her they understand her they know how to use her yeah. for humor. The memes were hilarious. I, we were just so, <laughs> so tickled and, and relieved, honestly. Well, I will admit to rant, my boyfriend and I both randomly going into the Megan dance occasionally, just out of <laughs> nowhere, no context. It? Can you do yes. the Oh, of course. Dance? Of course I can. I mean, can I can't do the flip, but I can I do the standing up say, one. <laughs> I haven't even tried to do it because like, I'm like, okay, I can sashay. So I decide, okay, oh, she's doing a no-handed cartwheel. That's where I... <laughs> A, that's where I draw the line. Pick up my popcorn and just watch. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever had, because I've always been kind of terrified of dolls. Do you, were you terrified of dolls ever? What kind what? of dolls are you terrified of? What kind of, I love how you're like, 
Assuming you are terrified of dolls, what kind? Of <laughs> um, I had like a, I had like a bevy of Barbies and American Girl dolls and stuff like that, but I was never like into them. And then once I wasn't into them anymore, they did not live on my shelves, which must mean that I was like wary. But I don't have like a deep seated of doll aversion that I can connect with. The same with clowns. I don't love a clown. I'm not seeking them out, yeah. but I'm not. I don't get chills down my spine when I see one. Um, my fears were much more like home invasion, being haunted by a ghost, mm. someone's over my bed mm. sleeping, of that variety. <laughs> the standard variety, the standard I would variety say. variety of common. being vulnerable and asleep and being terrorized by something undead. Yeah. Yep, that's that's why I always made my little brother sleep on the top bunk because I knew if the killer came in, it's probably going to be a guy and he's going to be tall and he's going to go for him first and I can that, run well, away. Well, if this were Megan, you would be dead wrong. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so with with Megan, what's so crazy about Megan is it's it's kind of uncanny valley in a lot yeah. of ways. And that that's what's truly terrifying, I think, about Megan. How did how did the team and you just as a producer come up with like how Megan is going to look. You know what I mean? I wish I could be like, I, I did all of it. I was the engineer behind Megan, but I, I was only her engineer in the movie. Um, there were so many people who contributed because it was without giving away the actual magic of how she appears on screen there. Basically every department is involved in creating the Megan that you see in the movie, um, which is kind of cool when you think about it, everyone from, um, the crew is is helping in that endeavor in a way that they aren't necessarily when it's uh, a different kind of performer. So uh, Mm. I feel like it was a, it was a process that was full of a lot of like Gerard's sensibility and his tonal specificity, his, his just knowing when the, the costume was right with that bow and everything like just, testing and testing and testing and seeing things and tweaking and just finally getting it right with her hair and her eyes and everything. Like it just, we just got there eventually. And I give a lot of credit to all of the people who designed those things and also to Gerard who just had this idea in his head and and was able to realize it eventually. Um, The uncanniness I think comes from the fact that like, she's so human. She's so, Mm. um, and she's human in person. It's just a, it's just a very surreal experience as well. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what, what so surprised me is I, one, one of the things I related to your character in general is sort of that millennial sense of like not knowing how to relate to children. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like I, like, I mean, cause I feel like, I mean, we're the same age and like, I feel like our generation kind of has delayed having children. It's, mm-hmm. it, there's sort of like a, like a nostalgia for that sort of the toys and everything. And, your character is so relatable and so like acting along this toy at one point is like yeah it makes sense for a millennial sure we 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 love these things but we also don't like know what to do with them how did you how did you like act against this doll even though there was a person and a doll but how did you act against it and treat it like a doll while at the same time like having it be another actor on set you know what i mean well i i can't really answer that because the way we achieved her was uh, dependent on what we were doing. Um, Mm. So I would just say that part of my job was making sure that calibrated for where we were in the movie, Gemma's interactions with Megan were either that of a, like her boss or her Mm. subordinate at times, or 
for creator, you know, whatever the dynamic was trying to, no matter who or what was across from me, just trying to summon that wherever we were in our arc um, of telling the story um, and what, what Megan wanted in that moment and what Gemma wanted and all of those, you know, old fashioned acting things in some ways like that stuff never really changes no matter what or who you're acting across from. Um, you just have to get there somehow. And sometimes it's harder than others. This movie, it was really challenging. Um, and, uh, but rewarding and, and I learned a lot. Yeah. Like what about the story when it was first approached? Like what about the story stood out to you? I really, like we were just saying, I really thought Gemma was cool and I wanted to bring her to life. I wanted there to be a character like her who like hadn't ever thought about having kids really probably doesn't want them. Maybe if I meet the right person, the answer that like 50% of my friends give, um, to your point, (laughs) they're just into their jobs and into their friendships and into being able to come home and play video games and just have your Mm -hmm. time to yourself and collect toys and et cetera. Um, I just thought that was so cool and she's brilliant and she's so good at what she does. So I thought, well, this is a character that I don't see a lot, but that I think is awesome. And this movie is not about, she's got it all, but she doesn't have a guy, you know, it's not about that. It's just about her obsession with what she does to the detriment of other people. And, um, and this very human thing happens to her and she does not know, how to deal with it. And um, she reaches for the thing that is most accessible and understandable to her, which is a piece of technology that she's built um, to help her deal with the humanity that has confronted her. And I just thought that was a kind of extreme version of something that to your point is relatable for people in our generation that I feel like I haven't seen a a lot. Yeah. It's so relatable. I mean, I was just like, watching your character being like, I feel, I feel like we're, she's me. Like I know. <laughs> she's, she's reacting. Like even telling a child, don't play with that. It's not meant to, it's, it's supposed to stay in the box. Like, how do you explain that to a child? Of course, <laughs> you, know? The minute, you know, it's one of those things that like the minute the words come out of her mouth, she's like, this sounds crazy. <laughs> this little girl's looking at me like <laughs> I have lost my mind. Um, and yet how do yeah. you tell her like, that is not a toy. It's so much more than a toy. It's, it's, it's yeah. more than what it is, you know, it, it's just such an abstract co- concept to a kid. Um, yeah. moment where Gemma tears open the box is, is one that a couple of my friends who've seen it have said they felt like viscerally, <laughs> like it felt like they were being stabbed <laughs> with that, uh, box cutter when the toy was. Yeah. I mean, I have to, well, just a, like my boyfriend is a designer and he's obsessed with dolls and he's, he's obsessed with these rainbow high dolls. And so in our apartment, when people come over, they see all these dolls and it's frightening for them. I've gotten used to it. It's frightening <laughs> for them because there's hundreds of them. And, and, and I just, I saw it's, it. I know it's kind of crazy. He goes over overboard, but it, it, I related to it in a way because that's how he is with dolls and toys yeah. and stuff. Like it's, that's his, he is you in a lot of ways. I remember when, like when we were younger, Pokemon cards were all the rage and stickers yes. and pogs and stuff like that. And beanie babies. And I had some friends who had the self-control to get a beanie baby and their parents were like, listen, this thing is straight gold. You keep this. You put a thing (laughs) over the tag. You put it in a glass case and you leave it on yourself and you do not play with it. And those kids were like, grew up to, I don't know, like be really disciplined, probably like intense players. And then there was me who was like, but I'm going to make this um, polar bear make out with this, like (laughs) this swan. (laughs) And I can't do that with the tags on. And my parents were like, well, we're not. I couldn't be making any extra income this way. That's sure. So it definitely speaks to like a type of collector. 
Yes, I was taking the Barbie clothes off and putting them on GI Joes. I wanted to see the GI Joes in oh. Barbie clothes, and that's that. That's and what I did, just, and it was how great. How did it look? How did it work? It looked great. I've turned out great. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Same no, I, as is well established. <laughs> nothing's wrong over here. Just killing it. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's yeah. fine. No, I do want to. I do want to say one thing that I was surprised by the film. I knew it was going to be spooky. I knew I was going to like you in it. I knew all of those things, but like. I was so surprised by how funny it was from the very beginning. Like there's this sort of sardonic tongue in cheek, weird humor that is very much of the moment in terms of like the toys of now and the connections with iPads and all of those things. Like was the humor in the film, did that stand out to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of it is on the page for sure. Akila is so good at writing everything, but humor included. And then Gerard's sensibility and his like tone is so it's that Kiwi humor. It's super specific. It's very sardonic is a perfect way of putting it dark, 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 but for a genre movie and for a movie like this, that has to do with a doll, dark humor is the dream. Like what is a funnier juxtaposition than that dark humor that shows up at just the right moments and just the right intervals where you still are like, okay, I'm in a thriller. That's for sure. But what a nice release valve to have where I can like giggle at this spontaneous song that I did not see coming because who would sing in this moment? That's ludicrous. Um, That's kind of, in my mind, that's the best execution of the genre because it means that you're still in a subject area that's interesting and rich and you're still having serious, real high stakes moments, but you're not bathing in it the whole movie, which would make for like a pretty heavy experience, I think. Um, Anyway, I, I give him a lot of the credit for the, for the tonal specificity throughout. Oh no, it's you're it's so true because like even in the beginning with that commercial, it's I had the reaction I always had to, to children's commercials. It's like I know it's not louder than the rest of the film, but this feels loud. No, and, and I, the and commercial I, has a funny. line in it that kills me every time that lives longer than you do. Um, the idea <laughs> that like her dog died and it was sad, and now she has a pet that lives longer than she does. Like dropping that into a kids' commercial is so funny and weird, and it's of course like. Any of these battery-operated toys will outlive all of us as long as there are batteries, and that is just such an unsettling concept. It's Yeah, it's terrifying. And the weird thing is, even though that's a line that, of course, would never really be in a TV commercial for a toy, it feels like it could be. Yeah, it's not not a line that would be... Exactly. Like, it's a... A lot of things in the movie are like that, where they're just, like, one degree off the mark, which is what allows it Mm -hmm. to be funny but is what also allows it to feel really familiar. I mean, that commercial feels like every kid's commercial. Oh my God. So true. uh, Like on every level, it's annoying, but also wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's great. Well, like, so speaking of the toys, another thing that my boyfriend would kill me for not asking you is he, he saw the commercial and he was like, Oh, I hope they actually make these to promote the film. Like, can you imagine (laughs) if I was like, I personally now an engineer have made professional. Um, I mean, I would love it. I think the, the irony is that you could walk away from this movie wanting anything that is made in it. Like that to me is so funny that he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one. (laughs) It's like the, is exactly, is exactly right. It's like horrifying. A whole horror movie is made about what these things do when they're left alone and they have learning models built into them. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want one. Give me one now perfect (laughs) do you see a world in which a doll like make not maybe like megan that could you know do bad things but like a doll like megan could exist in the world definitely i think 
I think it's really interesting because I think there will probably be robots that do various elements of what she does. There already are, um, but there will be more of them. Um, it seems obvious that someone would try to package them into one form. The thing that will take the longest is her, her locomotion that when I was doing research for it, it seems like we're very far from anyone being able to move the way she does spontaneously. Um, spontaneous response is uh, like her verbal life is a little bit more within reach, but the movement is what would take the longest. That's where we're the farthest off the mark, I think, um, in terms of realism, but you know, I mean, there's, there's so much out there. Once you start diving into the world of AI and where people are and how advanced the technology is, it's kind of breathtaking. Like we have crossed many, many lines that we, the most of us who aren't in that field assume we just haven't crossed yet. And what, mm-hmm. whereas people who work in that world are very happy to engage with the ethics of it and talk about it and everything. Um, the rest of us are kind of behind on that conversation, which I think is a little scary because it's already here yeah. and we haven't decided how we feel about it. But there's many yeah. ethical questions. Like if you're giving something any kind of artificial intelligence, what are you, what are your responsibilities to it? What do you owe it? Um, how do you keep yeah. it safe from itself? What if it becomes self-aware, et cetera? Well, and what I love about that is, and what I think I love about sort of the thriller horror genre in general is that like you can sneak those kind of messages, those ethical messages into a story and like yeah. have it stand. The other thing that yeah. stood out is that your character, not once in the film does your character talk about falling in love or needs a man to kill Megan or do something or do, the whole film is just like, no, this is a badass woman who is going to figure this situation out. <laughs> and it's that to me is yeah, so rare is, in like the thriller horizon. This is the Bechdel dream. <laughs> it's a bunch of women <laughs> of varying ages, sizes, levels of aliveness, talking about stuff having nothing to do with a romantic male. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, I love that element of it. And I also just love that she you know, but she's really, um, she really misses the mark in some ways. And it's also mm-hmm. a meditation on like, can, what, what does parenthood, guardianship, whatever you want to call it, do to work, et cetera. What has this, what does this say about her ability to stay in her job and keep doing what she loves? Yeah. Um, what does the events of the movie, how does that impact the field for her, et cetera? Um, but yeah, I mean, I love that part about her for sure. I, one, of the, one of the things that I love about your career in general, because I've seen a lot of your stuff and from the from girls until now, you do seem really selective in sort of the things I would. I mean, you know, I, I looked at your IMDb and I know your stuff, but I was like, oh, yeah, she's not in a film like every single year. No. She's not doing things all the time. <laughs> no. And and it's and I, I kind of love that about you. Is, is that intentional? Like, do you. Are you that selective in your work? And like, how do you sort of pick what you'll do next? It's a total combination. I wish I could be like, I just sit in meditation and then I point to a script (laughs) that for three years. Let's do it. But so it's a combination of things that like don't work out stuff I pass on. um, But it definitely is part of it, I think, is certainly like the privilege of being able to be selective, which from being on girls so early in my career, I have been able to. Um, and so it, it, it taught me to step back and really wait for things that are good. 
um, I, the time may come when things stop coming my way, in which case things on my MGB are about to get real interesting. But for now, it's just like, I get to be kind of selective and keep digging and zagging away from the last character into the next one in a way that I think is interesting and playing around with tone, playing with genre, playing with format, all of that stuff. Um, another part of it is that well, you said you don't do a movie every year. I feel like I do because I work on these for from the moment I sign on, like very yeah. granularly and with a lot of investment until after it's come out. Um, I see my work on anything I sign on to is happening in three distinct parts and the filming of it is just one. Um, but in that way, like my, I feel like my gestation period of a movie is like very long. And so it, yeah. it feels like I'm always working. Cause I think I am always working on something. I might just not always have something coming out, but um, I have huge passion for everything I sign on to. And that is like, I mean, what a privilege that is not something that yeah. everyone can say. Um, I feel very lucky for that. Well, one of the things that I would love in the future, and this is my last question, but it's, it's I, I loved girls and I loved you on girls and I love just the show in general. And I, I don't want it to have a reboot now cause it's too soon, but like in like 10, 15 years, I would love it to be called girls in like quotes. Cause you guys would be middle-aged <laughs> and just, and just like be about like your lives in middle age. Would you ever entertain the idea 100%. of like, a girl Are, you special? Are you kidding? <laughs> totally. Totally. I, I would love that. I also think it would be so interesting to revisit these characters after a couple decades yeah. and just see what they've been up to. I absolutely, I would love that. Love sign me up. I mean, where that. do you think your character would be? Like where, where would she go? Oh my gosh. I, I have no idea. In my mind, like <laughs> Marnie has maybe another marriage. Um, mm. is, uh, she's, done a, a line of um like jewelry that is not successful um maybe she went tried to go back to school or something i think she's still searching she feels to me like someone who will forever be looking for something but she yeah i, I love the idea it. of her having her having a moderately successful <laughs> etsy shop like <laughs> yeah exactly no she i don't i think she's too lazy for etsy i think it would have to be <laughs> someone else is doing the Shopify. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And again, I love the film. Thank you. It's so nice to talk to you and say hi to your boyfriend for me. I will. (laughs) Seriously, Megan is like, it's the perfect film to start the new year. You know what I mean? It's just, it just gives you all of the things you want in a movie. It's not trying to be anything more than it is. It is just fun. I encourage you to go see it. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, you know, leave that little rating and review and maybe consider sharing it on social media. And when you do share on social media, and maybe if after you see Megan, you let me know. I want to hear what you think. You can find me at HL and Scott on everything. And while you're at Newsweek.com, be sure to subscribe to the For the Culture newsletter. It comes out every week. It's from me. You'll love it. It's all about pop culture, everything you need to know. Start your year off right with what's happening in the world of pop culture. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.